Welcome to the Black Sheep Recovery Warfare Podcast, where it is our mission to debunk the lies of the enemy and announce freedom to those still lost in the darkness and addiction. What is up and welcome back to the Black Sheep Recovery Warfare Podcast. Right here in the beautiful studios of Audio Alchemy. Let me just, before we start anything, let me just say that if you're in the Jackson, Mississippi area and you are looking to start your own podcast or you need somewhere to go to make your podcast absolutely amazing, look great, sound great, please, please contact Audio Alchemy. He's always looking to uh, help people, especially in recovery for podcasts, uh, faith-based, but any kind of podcast he's down to to help with, and uh, we would uh, love giving Danny a shout-out because he makes us look and sound amazing here. My name is Palmer. As always, I'm joined by the man that had the vision for all this, Mr. Brother Phoenix. Hey. Mr. G. I'm super excited about this episode, and this is our first testimony episode, and it's a dual testimony episode. Uh We have Brad and Jessica Hancock in the studio. They have some pretty deep, dark testimony uh, that that uh, they'll be coming out of addiction and darkness, and they're going to tell their story of how they came together through love, with love and for Christ, and are now a kingdom team, kingdom couple. That's right, power couple, power yeah. couple in the house. Yes. Uh, I know that I've met Brad a couple times, but this is my first time, I believe, meeting Miss Jessica, and uh, I don't know anything about your story. Like I was telling you before we came on air, I, I don't know anything. I kind of like it that way. Uh, I'm not really... <laughs> I, I'm considered a co-host, but um, I'm kind of more like the guide, the 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 voice of trying to just segue, segue, fill space, and uh, I don't like to do a lot of research because I like to be surprised and I like to be able to have an open, honest first conversation. If so, that makes sense. So we'll start with Jessica. Okay. With hold on, wait, 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 well, wait, 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 wait. Yep, So, well, so on. we said so. So let's let's back up. So. Brad and Jessica, and you gave them both the same last name, so we're already married, right? Yes. Okay. See, because we were talking about a black sheep costume and wearing it to the the wedding, so I, actually, I just assume actually, just assume that we hadn't been there yet. Brad was going to wear a chicken costume tonight, and I wouldn't let him. No, he said he was looking for a black sheep costume. Well, I did look on Amazon for oh. one, and uh, you know, just prime delivery isn't that quick anymore. You know, prime is not prime anymore, buddy. <laughs> it's not. That, that whole two day delivery thing went out the window. No, I would have allowed that. That would have been cool to have yeah. a black sheep costume. I'm pretty right. sure I have prime come through every day. Well, well this is not going to be two days anymore. <laughs> this is not going to be Brad's all. and Jessica's only visit because, uh, you know, as far as uh, one thing, you know, I'm sure he'll talk about is um, for a guy that came from his background and all he's been through, especially in prison and everything like that. This dude is like working on his master's degree. No, 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 or, no master's or a, associate's, associates degree. Yeah. Well, he'll get to his master's. I'm sure. I mean, he's gonna, yeah. Yeah. So he's yeah. he's. Well, I'm sure he'll get to that in his testimony. But anyway, I got a bachelor's. I'm not doing anything with. So yeah. Hopefully, you're a lot smarter. Well, he's than my I am. he's my local theologian. So <laughs> if I got a question that has anything to do with. Calvinism or yeah. anything. So I, I, call, I call Brad. So when we don't have Amanda here, just in case she's not hey, here, here Bowman. We, just, we just call Brad. and Hey, Stephen yeah. Terrell. Theology is a broad spectrum, so it's always good to have a bunch of inputs. <laughs> but personally, me, I believe in Reformed theology. So yeah. All right, Jessica, um, you're up first because ladies first. Yeah, let's, we, we like to be gentlemen want, around here. But where I want to start with Jessica, I want to know about her childhood a brief description of the childhood before we get into all that 
darkness and about the age of, of when you got introduced into that life. That's right. Okay. Were you born in an early age? <laughs> yeah, were you born at an early age? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, most people from the streets know me as Mizell. My, mm. my maiden name is Mizell. Oh, um, I'm glad you explained yeah, that because you we said Mizell, and I'm like, Mizell okay. is my maiden you, name, and everybody calls me Mizell. I don't know if you know this or not, but I, I do remember seeing you around, and I think you knew my sister. Probably. Amanda, I'm pretty sure. I know you did. Probably. Anyway, continue. Okay, so um, I hate to admit this, but I'm from a small town uh, called Duck Hill, Mississippi. Woo, go Duck Hill. <laughs> what? Duck Hill, Duck Hill, <laughs> Mississippi. I wonder, from, how, wonder how they got that name. Lord, I bet you yeah. got dirt between your toes. So. <laughs> uh, but I've been here in like the Ridgeland, uh, Brandon area since I was six. So um, my family on my mother's side is great. They're they're. Real Christians, they all went to Ole Miss. You know what I'm saying? They're they're just a really great. I come from a really great family. Definitely the black sheep in that family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely feel like the outcast sometimes. Growing up at the family functions, um, my dad was in prison both my life, and um, his name's Jesse. He died um, when I was in 2011. I was in, in Rankin County Jail when he passed away in a car accident. Um, but he was in prison most of my life, so I didn't really know him too much. And why was he in prison? I don't, I don't really even know why okay. he he was just most of my life he was in prison. I just didn't know if that that might if that was a big part of the story. So I was just no. Um, so me? I have two ex stepdads. My mom's been married. <laughs> my my mom has been married uh, four times and divorced four times. But so I have two ex stepdads who are both like physically and not physically. I meant. Mentally and emotionally abusive. They didn't beat me or anything, but they were just the way they talked to me. You know, I wasn't their child. Right. Um, so I just started as I showed out at a young age. By 14, I was already in JDC. Looking for attention. By 14, I was in JDC. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, fighting my mom, fist fighting my mom in the front yard. Mm-hmm. Uh, she actually put me in jail the first time and uh, put disorderly conduct charges on me. She had every right to. I was 14 years old. I was Motel 6 in Pearl. Uh, I, that's my, like my first experience taking Xanax and drinking. And when the police found us, we were in a trucker's room. So that, that was your first DOC, your drug of choice was the Xanax and um, just, that was my first experiences. Experience. Okay. Um, because I started being an IV user of methamphetamine at 17, 17, 17. Mm. That's different for me. I didn't start, I wasn't an IV user until much later. I was like, I think I was 14 when I started using, but I wasn't in what, you know, about my 40s until I got on the needle. Wow, that's a young age. So at 14 and 15, I went to JDC. 16, I was like, I'm dropping out of school. I don't care what you say by the time I turned 17. So I I was like, okay, you sign the papers for me to drop out. I'll go to Camp Shelby. You know, that's what I did. I went to Camp Shelby. Um, I actually graduated from Camp Shelby with my GD and, um, uh, also like my basic 15 hours from William Carey University that my grandparents paid for that. Um, like right out of their pocket, they were like, oh, let her do it. Um, and then as soon as I got out, as soon as I got out, I was emancipated basically, mm-hmm. you know, um, You're on your own. and when I went in, I went in, I was in a relationship with a guy and I went in and he was going to basic training while I was going to Camp Shelby and um, we both came home around the same time, so I instantly moved in with him. Um, his mom and all the, his family used. Mm-hmm. So I instantly started. I started smoking, and three months later I was shooting. 
at 17. Yeah, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, it, it definitely escalated very quickly for me. Mm. So I was 17 then. By 18, I got arrested in Illinois, Danville, Illinois, for manufacturing precursor possession of 10 to 15 grams. Wow. 18 years old. Those and I just turned, just turned 18. Coming in hot. Coming <laughs> in hot. Um, I actually... I actually got arrested with my my boyfriend at the time's stepdad uh, up there in Illinois, and um, you know he he held up for most of the stuff. By the time it got done, I was I was eighteen, so they got me a lawyer. Yeah, my so grandparents forked out all this money. So by eighteen, she's got a full resume <laughs> of chaos and destruction and darkness. Yeah. Wow! It went is, very is this eighteen. Yeah. Oh no, that is definitely. That's 2015. Oh, okay. Yeah, for those of y'all that are not able to watch the live when this drops on Podbean, uh, I'll see if there's a way to post these pictures, like a connect, like a whatever. How are we gonna do it? But we're um, if you could see this picture, my my sister here. Wow, she's <laughs> she how was do we wilding out for show. How I was you describe that? In. So I was sitting on top top of the bar trying to yeah. Tell us where advertise. you're at here. So I was at Club One Ten then. Shout out Clay Edwards. <laughs> yeah, sh- shout out to Clay. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm sure, those, that was a shout out that we needed, but uh, <laughs> but those were those days were wild. Um, it then. looks that way. Yeah, they were definitely wild. Um, How old were you in this picture? Twenty. I, let's see, 2015. I just got out of prison. To I was probably 24, 25. So at this point, you you're up from 18 to 24. You've already you got prison time. Whole... Okay, so let's go back to okay. 18. All right, my okay. bad. You just look really young there, so I just yeah. didn't know if so, this was this was right around the same time. I get out. My I spent 25 days in jail there. My grandparents pay all this money for a lawyer, and um, I go to rehab to recovery house in Columbus, mm-hmm. and I graduated from that. Um, then I went to their transition, and I was able to have my own car. I came home. Totaled out the car. I refused to go back. You know, um, I wasn't ready. I definitely wasn't ready yet for recovery. Um, so I was working as a, at a mechanic shop, and I had just turned nineteen. What were you doing at the mechanic shop? Just out of I was the office manager at AB uh-huh. Imports. Oh, so you ca- weren't under there fixing? She's just no. fixing the. This isn't no, where you, no, This no, is no. not where you learned how to steal catalytic converters. No, 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 <laughs> not no, not that time. Uh, <laughs> I don't like that. But. Uh, but I was <laughs> I was the office manager there. Okay. Uh, so I meet this girl, and she's like, it comes around Thanksgiving. She's like, hey, do you want to arrive with me? And now at the time, I was uh, giving her lore set. I, I wasn't on meth then. I was shooting up Delighted at this okay. point. Uh, she was like, hey, you want to ride with me? Da, da, da. And I'm like, yeah, I'll ride with you. Well, I rode with her. That was the worst ride of my life. <laughs> And uh, I rode with her, and we broke into some houses in Rankin County and Madison County. Fun stuff. Mm. Um, and, I, you know, I was 18, 19 here. Um, Quick question. Rank- Quick question. All right. At this point, from um, it, it, you're how old at this point? 18, between 18 and 19. Okay, between 18. Have you, do you, have you, has anybody spoken to you about the Lord, or do you know God or, I at mean, all? I, I mean, so Has I anybody up, tried to... I grew up in a church. Mm-hmm. I grew up going to church camp. I always knew he was so there. So your only experience would have been the the the, the child camps and things like that? Yeah. You're, okay. All At right. that point. Just curious. All right, good. Okay, so um, they catch me. Uh, we're surrounded by Pearl cops. We end up, I ended up getting charged with two counts of burglary and one attempted burglary in Rankin, Mountain County. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm still on probation, 
for the Illinois stuff. Okay. So <clears throat> instantly when I get arrested, they threw the bond, the hold on me. Um, needless to say, I sat in Rankin County 11 months. That's when my father died while I was there that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rankin County threw the book at me. Mm. So at that time, in 2011, when I got sentenced, burglary was a violent crime. Mm-hmm. So they threw 25 years, 15 suspended, Ooh. and 10 to serve under 85% law at me. <sighs> wow. <laughs> so when I went into prison at that age, I'm like, okay, well, I'm here for a while. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was just a big stay high slumber party for me. In prison. In prison. Yeah, I've been through that, and I'm sure you have too. Um, uh, I was still shooting up suboxone in prison. Um, I got busted. You know, it's easier to get dope. In, uh, in prison, then it is it to get on the streets, really. It's I, sure uh, got busted with two cell phones. I fought the police. I, I was just wilding, wilding out. out. Literally yeah. wilding out. Because I thought I had seven years to do. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, what else are you going to do besides wild out in prison? So yeah. then, 2013. I don't know. Behave so you could get out on good, <laughs> good. Well, that's the only look, good let me tell you something, Palma. When you're about that life, you're about that life. Yes, look, I'm the only when, one a part of this podcast. See, you got to understand never been something. About, about that life. This girl, at this point, she has known nothing about God. She don't I mean except what she was exposed to when she was a kid. She so she she's got the enemy in her ear at this point, talking about she's about to do 25 years. I get that, but I'm, I'm telling just, you, I'm that's, just saying, that's man, what's going you know, through you, your mind and, until God gets involved. I, okay, you know. so. Maya, I just don't okay, have that so, experience. Okay, um, so so after that, where am I? At? Oh, you're in prison. Oh, wild yeah, now. I'm in prison. We're wild out. We're wild now in prison. Um, We're beating so up I, cops. I, I fight yeah. the police because they're trying to take the phone. They put me in max. Uh, they gave me 20 isolation days. During that time, the everybody been saying, "Oh, the laws are changing. The laws are changing. Mm. Burglary's about to become a nonviolent crime." And I'm like, I believe it when I see it on my timesheet. You know, well, I'm in max, and I go up for parole. Uh, I get a parole date that pops up on my timesheet, and I go mm-hmm. for parole. I made parole with 30 RVRs is what I had. Wow. For those of y'all that don't know, for those of y'all that don't know, Palmer, what is an RVR? RVR, uh, what is it called? Rule violation rule, report. Yeah, rule, rule violation, violation report. report. That is when you beat up a cop and That's you get in trouble. But I, I didn't That's just, when you get caught with a cell phone. I didn't just beat up That's the cop. You, I was at Floyd Satellite getting... Uh, cartons of cigarettes you couldn't smoke then. Yeah. Cartons of cigarettes over. Like uh, yeah. Anytime you get caught with contraband or minor you, contraband, you get any kind of infraction in there, and uh, this you get written up pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. But I made parole with thirty RVRs. That's God. Yeah. But mm. God, that's God. Now let me t- do say this. I was a GD tutor when I was in there. Mm-hmm. I had a whole bunch of MET days. I mm-hmm. was I I had lost two hundred good days mm-hmm. that I'd earned. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I didn't, I, I was living life like, oh, I'm doing this time. That's yeah. that's it. Um, anyway, so I made parole and I came home August fifteenth, two thousand fourteen. Um, I'm almost twenty four years old. Mm-hmm. My birthday's in June, so I'm almost twenty four. So you were actually at this point, hey, you had been in prison a total of how many years? Three years and eight months at so, that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been four times though. Yeah, what I'm saying is consecutive days and <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, that consecutive at this days, point, three years and almost eight months. Three years and eight months. Okay. Right. Okay. Um. So I get out. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this right. Well, I don't do this right. I go home to my mom's house. I start, start getting back involved, and in, I actually did right. I, I got a job. I worked at Timeout Sports Bar, and I was waiting tables, and I saw how the bartenders were making money. 
Uh, so I was like, okay, I want to learn to bartend. Mm-hmm. You don't have to teach me how to bartend. Mm-hmm. That's what I was telling all the managers, and they taught me. Uh, they taught me how to bartend, and um, that's just I really actually loved that passion at the time. You know, mixing drinks and stuff like that. Uh, then the opportunity came up about right after that because Time Out lost their uh, liquor license, so the opportunity came about for me to go to Club One Ten with Clay. Shout out Clay Edwards. <laughs> Clay Edwards show, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I took the opportunity, and uh, I was there for his grand opening, the paint parties, the glow parties he used to have. I remember those. <laughs> kind of remember those. <laughs> um, and uh, It's all a blur. It's really all a blur. I wasn't even but, here then. I was in Louisiana. Let me tell you something. I had some... Man, I don't even. I had some good times at, at those <laughs> the clubs. Boosie not, concert, I mean, I, the Boosie concert, the Plies concert. I was there. <laughs> you know, was I it was Kevin, I was there for Kevin Gates. Wow. Yeah. So, all right. At this point, we've got a laundry list, okay, <laughs> of charges. We've been to prison. We've. Uh, we're trying to get our life right, but we're not. Yeah. I was not. I mean, she's you know working. I mean? like she's, right, working. she's out of prison. She's got a job, and she's trying to do right, but God's not in it yet. Right. Um, right. With that, working, she's trying to be productive. Yeah. Working not the really nightclub right. definitely brings you into that that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, it certainly does. All know, the temptation around. I wasn't you. using it work, but I was up all night already. Mm-hmm. So like, it was just inevitable that I just I was addicted to the streets. Yeah. Just as much as I was the drug. Mm-hmm. Um, just being in the streets. So we've established that you were out there in that darkness. You were certainly a black sheep, without mm-hmm. a doubt. <laughs> you were lost out in that world. That's and right. you know nothing about God. So let's let's kind of... not enough. So we, yeah, the next few years are just kind of a blur. I go blur, in and yes, out of prison. Let's get, to, let's get up to about where God gets involved. Okay. Actually, before we do that. So you've already... Uh, exp- uh, I want to talk about... A little bit about your meth addiction, which which uh, I want to introduce as meth is the main entrance to hell. Where were you at when you walked through that door, that gateway to the main entrance of hell, which is meth? Where was I? Yeah, like about what age and like what what was the okay, circumstances? So I, was se- I was 17 when I started shooting up. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hanging out at uh, me and the boyfriend at the time had got kicked out of his dad's house. So we went to his godmother's, which is definitely the trap. Yeah. And okay. that's where we went. And it right. just escalated from there. I was with people that shot up all day, and okay. that's how they right. live. So now, all right, so at this point, you're 24-ish. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's uh, let's get to where God starts to get involved in your life or with the awakening the to, to Jesus Christ. That's what I want to hear about. Okay, so um, I'm 32 now, so mm-hmm. the rest of those years that we skip, I just go back. It's a revolving door in and out of prison. Mm-hmm. Um, so three years ago— um, I was in a very toxic, okay, for six years, I was in a very toxic relationship, mm-hmm. very toxic. Um, the last three years ago, I guess I'll just start right there. Um, my ex accidentally shot me in the face. Whoa. Uh, shot okay. her in the okay. face, Palmer, with a gun. This is where the- like it's, Hold on. Is it an accidentally? So- yeah, it was definitely an accident. Y'all can't see me. I'm using my right, quotations. So I'm just want, saying, like, I need to know. Are we, just to give like, us a real you accident? More detail I can tell about you a little that. bit. Yeah. Okay, so we were actually had a rental property off um, Shady Lane. Oh, yeah, I see we, it over here. We had a rental property off Shady Lane. Um, 
That's in South Jackson. Yes. And uh, area. for his to feed his addiction, he stole cars. And I wasn't really about all that, but people would always reach out to me like, hey, so-and-so stole my car. Can you help me get it back? And I'm like, yeah, it's actually parked <laughs> in my backyard. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah, come um, on by. It was actually parked in my backyard. <laughs> Boy, it's your lucky day. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we would go on three-day binges of, like, arguing, and I'd be gone for three days. So mm-hmm. I was actually... Gone for three days, and I was riding with some friends, and I was going to go to the boat, and um, I'm like, hey, stop at the house. Let me get some clothes. Well, we pull up, and there's some cars in the driveway. I don't know. So, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I thought, in my mind, hey, he's in there with a female. Mm-hmm. So, well, let's talk about that for a second. So, like, that's where, you, when you're out there on that meth, and, and uh, when you're high like that, all this paranoia attacks you. I mean, this is how the enemy gets at you through meth. You know, you know, you you uh you go crazy with these thoughts, and uh, especially if you've been up for several days. So yeah, it don't help though that they they also been fighting for a few. Well, days. exactly. Well, that's where so that she stems show from up too. and she's like, uh, a lot of these cars, fights. I don't know. I'm on. You know, <laughs> she might probably high. A lot of these fights, you know, they start with this paranoia. I mean, you can literally be sitting next to the person, and they can be scrolling through their phone, like, who are you talking to? Yeah. Like who? You know. It definitely well, enhances it. Yeah, it definitely enhances all that's of called it. Um, and it's all enemy. But that, yeah. Anyway. Who are you talking to? So I go and try to open. There's two doors to the house. I go and try to open one door, and it's like you know how you can take like a knife or a crowbar and put in the door to jam it. No, 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 no. Okay, for our listeners out there, this is how you break into a house. Not to like break in it, but it was jammed where I couldn't open it. It was jammed where, like, he had it jammed in the floor where I couldn't open it. He didn't want nobody coming in. Right. So, yeah, he had a screwdriver or something. So, I went to the other door and started banging on the door. Well, when I started banging on the door, the guy that was in the house with him was like, hey, it's them dudes you got beef with because he took that guy's, a big dope boy's vehicle yeah that was in our backyard Mm -hmm. so i'm like i'm going through the window i go through the window and i bust up in the bedroom there's three people in there uh the dude i was with at the time and two other people and as soon as i opened the bedroom door he shot the gun off wow so he thought you were somebody else yeah he thought i was them to attack him yeah okay i could see how that would be an accident okay that's an accident um i will say that looking at this picture though i mean it came it's, out back here behind my ear where there's a box. Oh, okay. Yeah, we do so, have a couple more pictures. Um, so Okay. It came out right uh, that here. That looks See, like, at this point. This looks like a graze. That's why I was yeah. like, okay. No, it definitely went It in. actually went in and yeah. went through your cheek and mm-hmm. out the back behind your yep. ear. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Wow. God so, definitely had a plan for yeah. so are you. This. Are you about healed? You're a bit, little bit healed up in this picture, aren't yeah. you? Uh, can you can you put up the other picture? I don't Dan? think I sent the other one. Oh, okay. All right. Is that the only other one? I didn't send it to him. Oh, okay. The one where my face is spoiled like a pumpkin. Yeah, the one where it comes to the oh, exit yeah, one. Yeah, that's that definitely that what we want. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so your discretion. My friends load me up in the. I, my friends that were taking me to the boat, uh, he takes me out to the car, puts me in their car, and it's like take her to the hospital. He doesn't come with us. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, I so wouldn't either. He shot sk- you. <laughs> well, I told the police. I told the ho- police at the hospital that I shot myself. Oh. Uh, um. Because they have to call the cops for a gunshot yeah. wound. Mm-hmm. I told them I, uh, I accidentally did it myself to cleaning a rental property. Mm-hmm. Me, I was just covering, you know what I'm saying? I, we'd been you together co- for six years. I was you covering, covering for I was him. covering for him. Yeah. I got you. Um, so that that was a big event. And then right after that, a week later, I'm still riding with him 
in a stolen vehicle, and uh, he was like, I'll kill you, man, both. And he wrecks the car, flips it three times into the light pole, mm. and leaves me at the scene of the accident wow. with a broke foot. So at this My point, face is still swollen now. This is a week after he shot me. Wow. So at this point in the story, not only should we be in prison and we're not, but we should, we be, should dead. be dead. Yeah. So this is kind but of where God. like I feel yeah. like God was yeah. was doing for but me God. at that time. He was time. saving you for something. He was. Okay. I do. Def- I definitely yeah. feel like that. This guy sounds like a winner. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. He did. Um, no guy. worries. He's uh, in guy. prison for a long time right now, but not because I put him there. Well, okay. We're not here to talk about. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I'm just. I'm you. just saying. Like <laughs> we prayed a couple times. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, you know, pray for your enemies. We do. We do. We pray for our enemies around here. Amen. So this is where it kind of comes up to like. So I have a broke foot. Mm-hmm. I'm staying at a friend's house. Uh, but I have some pending stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm out on a misdemeanor bond in Clinton. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Neil is my bondsman. And he's like, he calls me. He's like, Jessica, you got to show up for court because I just missed a court date. Mm-hmm. He was like, they're going to send the, the marshals out for you if you don't come to court. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been running from MDOC for two years. So when I go to misdemeanor court... Uh, with the broke foot, I'm like, the judge is like, we're going to give you 60 days. And I'm like, but it's Christmas. <laughs> and he's broke like, foot and a hole you in your he's like, make that 90 days. And I start, <laughs> I start using some foul language. He's like, make that 92 days. You do day for day. Oh, wow. It's beginning to look <laughs> a lot like <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> Hold on. For those of us that haven't been in prison, 92 days and you're going to do day for day. What? what what's that, the difference? You have to do, because sometimes you, so sometimes you get 92 days, and they're like, okay, we'll let depends. you out in 30. This was like a misdemeanor thing for Clinton. Clinton's real tough, actually, by the way. Yeah. Shout out Clinton Police Department <laughs> and my niece, Bailey Gall- uh, Bailey uh, Runnels. She ain't your niece. You Bailey know. Runnels. Uh, yeah. That's her marriage. She's a, she's a Clinton police officer, and we love the Clinton Police Department. <laughs> we do so, now. Um, <laughs> MDOC hits me while I'm there mm-hmm. during those 92 days, and they gave me two of my 15 suspended years. Explain day for day. What? Day for day, literally sitting in there. 92, 92 have days. To straight, have to do the whole 92 yeah, exactly. consecutive days, yes. <clears throat> um, NDLC hits me, um, so I go Any idea why, back. why is 92? Because he, I made he, him mad. She was, I, she was, was no, I got that, but he went, he went 30, 30 to 60, 60 to 90. 90 and 92. 92. <laughs> that's where we draw the line. That's right. That's <laughs> why I'm, I'm just curious. Like, what? Uh, not what, 95, two extra days, not you know? 100. A little extra not, for good measure. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, My bad. Let you stew a little bit. Yeah. Let you think about what you've done. Um, <laughs> Put you on the naughty list. <laughs> so, uh, my MDOC warrant hits. I go to court in Rankin County. They give me two of my 15 suspended years plus... 30 months drug court when I complete that. So we're facing a lot of prison time again. Yeah. Okay. So this is the second time around and we're total. This is my last prison stint, actually. Yeah. So, but but we're me. facing about 30 years. Is that what you're 15 or 15? And I still have, I still had 12 I could back up because I've already backed up so one. So that's, and then four, that's 42. So that's 42 years total? Yeah. If, you don't, like, if, she, didn't, if yeah. she didn't get on the straight and narrow, she would have, she had had to all right, so, do all of that. But if I'm understanding the math here, they only technically gave you, you're going to serve two, right? Yeah, you. I did seven months on that too. Yeah. Right, right. But they, they technically they said, okay, you've got two different 15 year charges. We're going to make you serve. No, they were concurrent. Okay. They were, they were concurrent. So either so she escaped. 15- so either she escaped from prison, or something cool happened, or she wouldn't be sitting here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. If so- I, I can't math that high. <laughs> okay, so. Um, so I get that time. I go to prison. Do that time. Um, so this is another two years. 
Yeah, I did, yeah, seven, I did, seven, I did months. seven months on it. Months and then I, I, after I finished uh, the few months parole, then I have to start drug court. Okay. So um, I was out three days. And they gave her 30 months no. of, of drug court. I was out court. three days and I got pulled over with somebody in a stolen vehicle. Oh, my oh, Lord. Lord. <laughs> People, places, and things. This girl has not been to a recovery meeting. Uh, obviously. Anyway, so they sent me back to Hines County. I sit there eight weeks waiting on a bond. They finally bond me out. I'm on all kinds of things now. now you didn't know the car was stolen. No, I'd only been okay. out of prison three days. Yeah, I, I feel that. Some, something similar <laughs> But I told to me. them yeah. I didn't know the car was stolen. I let them search me and my belongings. Yeah, let me share, but, let me share but I'm still using during this whole time, y'all. So right. I'm nope. not going to lie and say, when I got out after doing this seven months, I was still well, in me, my use. Let me pause you right there because uh, I want to share a quick similar story that happened to me. Just, you know. Uh, so I had one prison stint and. This was, I just got out uh, two and a half years ago. But three days after I got out, I got pulled over with uh, somebody that had a gun in the car. And I got charged for it. And uh, yeah, they, they took me. This possession. Was in, is, this was uh, in Florence. And my <laughs> PO, literally, I just met my PO the day before. Yeah. And he said, do not get into a vehicle with a firearm. And I did. I didn't even know it was there. Yeah. So I went fishing and uh, with a friend of mine. And we were on our way back. And he got pulled over. And they tried. They were. They charged me with it, but the judge threw it out because he went up there and said, "Oh, it was mine." He didn't know, so the, the judge was gracious enough to yeah. let me go. And I didn't know this at the time, but each bullet carried a, 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 an, sure an additional seven years on top of that. So anyway. And um, I said I was sorry. I did. I said I was so sorry. I will never do that again. You got to see how I act when somebody gets in my vehicle now. Hey, hold on. We're going to do a strip search. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're kind of coming up on uh, when I'm going to treatment. So I get arrested for the stolen vehicle. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I go, rank, I go to Raymond for eight weeks, get a bond. Neil bonds me out again. My mom actually bonded me out. Neil sounds shout like out a good to my mom because yeah. my mom's been there through this all, y'all. Shout out to Neil. Shout out. And to shout Neil. out to Neil. He's a good. <laughs> he is retired Neil's from bonding, but he is still in the business of changing lives. Yes. Um, What's Neil's last name? Martin. Neil Martin. Martin. Yeah, is that right? Okay. Did I say that right? I, I think it's Neil Martin. Yeah. <laughs> you ought to know him pretty well. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just made the payments. You know. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> he is a good friend of mine. So Neil bonds you out. He checks on me still. Uh, anyway, so he bonds me out. Um, I go home, and I'm still using. Mm. I go home. What are you using at this point? So at this point, actually, five years, the it, last five years of my addiction, I had quit shooting up. Because mm -hmm. I had hep C. Mm -hmm. I got treated. I did mm -hmm. the treatment, got rid of it. I quit shooting. I mean, I was just a smoker. Okay. So I was just smoking well, meth. Meth, okay. I was just smoking meth. rolling the, the bowl. Just rolling the bowl at the time. Um... um so I'm on all types of stuff, all kinds of charges everywhere, misdemeanor, court watch, drug court, parole. I'm on everything. It's coming to a head. <clears throat> um, so I go to court watch uh, with Miss Kim Newsom, and she's fabulous, actually. She's in recovery also. Uh, I go to her, and I'm using, but I'm using pee. I'm using somebody else's pee when oh, I go you're in. you're buying urine. I'm, uh, <laughs> You're purchasing urine on the black market. <laughs> From somebody that was clean. Yes, yeah. I was. You know what's funny about this? Like, you got to be really careful about the urine you buy because if you're a male, you might come up pregnant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, nice. And I was doing good. I was, you, you know, not doing good, but I was I was using that. And then I come in and a big strain of COVID had hit again. And she was like, we're going to do a mouth swab mm. instead of a piss test. Yeah, we're not. Or pee test, yeah, sorry. Not getting around that one. <laughs> um, and I was like, okay. Um, I'm going to fail. 
I was just was honest before I even took it. I was like, hey. if you'll take the pee, I'm gonna pass. But if not, yeah. <laughs> so um, deal. She or went no ahead. Deal? She went ahead deal. and did the mouth swab <laughs> on me, and she was like, so do you want do you want help? And I was like, yeah, I'll go to treatment. But I remember like at the same time, like. I was, I remember being in the shower and just like praying for God to do some intervention because I just yeah. couldn't stop. Oh, so you start talking to God. So I started talking Jesus. to him, but I yeah. couldn't, I just couldn't like, I couldn't let it go. Okay. Like it was so bad. Like I'd wake up and have to hit smoke. Mm-hmm. Like it was just one of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I it was that lifestyle was I one of those me. things. I've been right there I with used you. to love being that girl in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And once I got sober, I, I love to be that girl in recovery. Like call me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I can help you or lead you to somebody that can help mm-hmm. you, you know, I want to do that. So at this point, all right, so you're you're still rolling the bowl and but you're willing to Are you feeling it. are you feeling a tug yeah. from the Lord? So you start kind of talking to him, you start yeah. praying. Yeah. You, you know. Um I got you. Just at my circumstances, uh at the time I I knew where I was at, I was still gonna use, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so but I got were a you, treatment. You were, you were going, I mean, you had strongholds. You are in bondage. You, you got chains on you. I mean, it's, yeah. that's, that's what happens. And when, you, when you're about that life and for so long, you don't realize all, this, all, this, uh, all these strongholds that are building up in your mind and all these in, lies from the enemy that you're believing. And then, that, you know, there is no hope for you. you know? and, and then a lot, of the, a lot of it was like, I didn't feel like I was harming anybody but myself. And I could hold mm-hmm. up for me. Like, I don't have any kids. And I, at the time, I wasn't married. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I wasn't in the relationship mm-hmm. anymore, so I was like, Shh, you know what I'm saying? Give me some time. I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like I wasn't hurting anybody, but now that I'm sober, I'm like, yeah, I was hurting myself in the long run. Um, well, and your family. Yeah. You know. I went, so I went to yeah, treatment. Mom keeps having to bail you out and, yeah. and go My through this My mom has you. shed so many tears and has sleepless nights. She so sounds many. like a black she didn't know. She didn't clean. know whether I was in jail or dead. And um, she definitely tried to beat him up when he shot me. She well, swung on let's, him. Let's, I mean, <laughs> my mother-in-law, for Come all y'all don't know out there, she is a very formidable opponent. Yeah, I <laughs> imagine. I she sounds pretty she tough. Is, yes. I Big shout out. What's her name? Kristen. Big yeah. shout out to Kristen. Yes. Is it Mizell or? It's yes. actually Corbett now. Yes. Kristen yes. Corbett. We love you. Thank you for not giving up on your daughter. Yeah. Um, That's amazing. So I got a treatment. Uh the, I didn't have any insurance, so I didn't have anything going on. So I was like, okay. She was like, go to Friendship Connection. So I go to Friendship Connection, uh, which is off Raymond Road. Shout out to Friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Miss Betty Tyler. She was my uh, therapist while I was there. And um, my I sister ne- went there one time. I needed her. I, when I say I needed her, uh, there's two therapists there. And I think if I would have got the other one, we, we butted heads. So I don't think it would have quite worked as well as it did. But, um... Miss Betty Tyler was really good to me, and uh, she did a lot of work with cognitive thinking for me, mm-hmm. because the way I thought, like me not thinking I was hurting anybody, I had to turn in my the way I thought around, like that see the positive like accountability, see the positive of things. Sounds like a quickening, yeah, of the spirit. Yeah. Um. Like. So I, it's it's actually just AA NA. They're mm-hmm. not really faith based. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are faith based because. While I was there, I got baptized at, cool. um, shout out to Jesus Tabernacle. Miss Casey. Miss Casey. Yeah. She actually just tried to call me. <laughs> um, She's like, I see you on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, shout out to Miss Casey. She's doing some big things in the kingdom world right now. She just opened a faith-based women's sober living. Yeah, no our, our, our sister's at. Ah, uh, is that where Carly's at? Yes, and then she's actually opening. I've been, a, I've been to that house. She's yeah. opening a men's house in the next uh, okay. day or so, actually. Awesome. Um, nice. Anyway, so 
Keep going a little bit. Not... You want me to take over right here? Uh, well, we hold on. Let's. I want. I want to hear. Okay. I was so, wondering if we're ever going to get to your side of this. Well, this story. is this is where we. This okay. is, this is, this is, this is where we. Part, okay. This is kind of where we meet. All right. All right. Let's, Okay. So Brad, if you want to pick, I'm like, up. we got two people okay. here, and okay. all we so got I'm a, is I'm I know, but I'm so wrapped up in Jessica's story. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, like, so wow. good. she goes. Tune in so, next week for so, Brad's side. <laughs> <laughs> to be continued on the. She goes to Friendship Connection. Okay, all right. So um, we'll leave that off right. We're gonna stop right there in right. her story, and I'm gonna bring my well, story. I still, I guess, you know, to the. I mean, I want to back up to yours, you know, the same way we did Jessica's, and then we'll. Yeah. And right. So let's pause. Them. Yeah. That's so what that's what he's wanting to do. Yeah. Gonna, okay. You ever pause. seen one of those cool movies where it has two storylines? Yeah. That's right. Like, so like that's where, that's where we're at. They we're got gonna... that from us. Yeah. That's right. You know, that's that's right. kind of like a Quentin they Tarantino. They got it. Yeah. So we're pausing <laughs> Jessica's story for just right now, and we're we're gonna back it up so we we can hear yeah. kind of where you came from, and then we're gonna meet. We're gonna meet right in the middle. All right, Brad. Take us. And the plot thickens on the young and the bondless. Were you born at a young age, man? I was born at a young age. Uh, so I'll, I'm not from here. I'm from a place called Gulfport, Mississippi. And, the coast. Uh, the coast. Coast boys. <laughs> hey, Luke Fairbanks. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> I've been knowing Luke my whole life. Yeah, um, he's a good brother. So I grew up, man. Him. I grew up in this place called Magnolia Grove. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we didn't really have a lot. We had shooting dope and selling dope and playing basketball. And sand and, and sand salt water. And, so well, we didn't have none of that. <laughs> that was that was that's south down the yard. For. Yeah, that's we didn't really have none of that. So, okay. you know, uh, my parents died at a young age, man. And um, how old were you? So I was a year old when my dad died. Oh, wow. Um, he committed suicide, and my mother died from an aneurysm when I was twelve. So wow. I was left with my grandparents, Dang. and I bounced around a lot. Went from this aunt to that aunt to you know, kept getting in trouble at a young age. Yeah, and around. 14 in ninth grade coming into ninth grade 14 i started hanging out with this older guy named dominic and i was in and out juvenile detention how old was he um dominic was about 20 okay dominic was from vegas sent down here he was from a wealthy family who had a lot to do with casinos and and uh and i was already smoking weed and kind of you know all my older friends sold crack and you know stuff like that but uh I, uh i never done anything but like smoke weed and he was like look man uh you want to take a ride with me so i was like okay cool and i had a sack of weed on me and um so i ended up we were riding to new orleans and he's like look man you're gonna see me do something you never seen me do before i'm like okay and he had this really cool car it was a toyota supra but it looked like the batmobile <laughs> yeah and, uh so i'm like yes i'll go anywhere <laughs> so i love the supra yeah so we ended up going to new orleans and he pops open that little part of uh where your shifter is yeah the supra and he pulls out a rig and you know i'd i'd had some cousins fool around with that and he goes and he's shooting heroin at the time and he goes to nod off and it, i was like man Looked at the weed that was in my hand. I was like, he woke up. He's like, you want to try it? Mm. I said, yeah. I was 14, you know. And he shot me up, and uh, instantly something happened inside of me, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and it just it put a dog in me and unleashed a dog yeah, it's in like, me. It's like shooting straight demon blood in you. It is. It is. And, um, you know, I, grow, I, I grew up in church. My mother... Before she passed, she had us in a Southern Baptist church, and we mm-hmm. would hear the the uh, 
We had the pastor with the blood pressure problems that would mm-hmm. yell a lot. Yeah. Get red in the face. Vain you know. protruding. Yes, from his yes. Forehead. And he would preach the gospel, yeah. you know, repent. And, very passionate. You know, very passionate. But um, but I could tell you I was always talking to the Lord, but I was just so caught up in my addiction that yeah. um that nothing was able to change. So I ended up getting gang affiliated at a young age, looking mm-hmm. up to the guys around my neighborhood. How old were you? I was that was right after that. I was fifteen. Fifteen. And uh Around 16, 17 years old, going back and forth to juvenile detention and and uh stuff like that, man. Um, I ended up, you know, just thugging it out, man. I'll go move to this ant, that ant, get in trouble up there, come back down. And it was all, I would just rob, steal, kill, and destroy in the name of getting high. Just like Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> just like old Lulu. Yeah. And, uh, and man, Prowling you around. know, I'll tell you, fast forward a little bit, I ended up. I ended up catching a heroin charge in New Orleans. How were you in? Uh, I was 19. And that's the first time I did some time. I ended up doing a bunch of bunch of parish time in Orleans Parish. Mm-hmm. Did about. That's the Louisiana thing, in case y'all don't yeah, know. Yeah, they're, parishes, they're they, they, they don't get in trouble in Louisiana. Laws. They don't mm-hmm. want to let you go. You no. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But this was around a time where they had the 60-day rule to where they had to bill you. And if they didn't bill you, which is we call an indictment over here, then they would have to let you go. Well, they ended up billing me on my 59th day. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> of course midnight, they did. You know? yeah. So I ended up, you know, I went from the tents to the new jail to the HOD and, you know, all that stuff over there. And, um, you know, over there in New Orleans, they didn't have the gangs that they had in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. You know, so by the time I got in New Orleans, I came back. I ended up, I ended up at 2016. I was through a series of, of uh, fortunate events. events, you know, of my own demise and own doing. You know, I um, I ended up catching three sale charges, and uh, Heroin? no, uh, suboxone actually. Oh. You know, um, and before all Might this, well the be whole heroin. time this is happening, leading up to 2016, you know, I had gotten married. I'd had my daughter. I had forced my wife at the time to get on Suboxone because I was selling them at the time. We were both on Section 8. I was thugging it out, drugging it out. She was sober, except for that one time a month, she would have to take just enough Suboxone to pass a test to make sure it was in her system mm-hmm. to get her prescription. Mm-hmm. You know, And at this time, she is trying to straighten up, but I didn't want anything to do with straighten up. And I would come home, man, and... um. And I'd be out with who I thought were my brothers at the time, mm-hmm. and I would come home, and she'd be there with my newborn daughter. And, man, uh, I'd be talking to her with my eyes closed, nodding out. And uh, and um, she finally got tired of it. How and old were you at this point? I was, uh, let's see, I was 21, something okay, like so that. Okay, so you're already seven years in your addiction. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's tough, you know. Yeah. And I had, you know, a lot of my family gets high, Yeah, you know, and stuff like that, man. And, um. It ended up getting pretty bad, you know. So she ends up, for the sake of my daughter's life, leaving me, yeah. you know, and she had to. And we so ended that up, had to be a blessing in disguise at it the was, time. It was. It um, was. So we ended up, I ended up in the divorce, um, ended up giving up rights to my Did daughter. Did she get clean at that point? I mean. She was clean. She was actually, we were going to, um, we were actually going to, uh, First Presbyterian Church of Biloxi. Okay. And um and shout out to Andy Bagby. He was a youth pastor there that saw something in me, saw something in my wife and wanted to display Christ and his love to me, man. Gave me a job. 
you know, did all they could for me. And she ended up, there was this woman named Miss Pam that was kind of her recovery coach. And she said, look, you know, you need to leave that dude because he's, uh, you got to think about your daughter. Yeah. And I didn't understand it at the time. I'm like, you're a church. How could you? <laughs> yeah. But at the, it was just the reality of it, man. Mm-hmm. Sure. So fast forward a little bit, man. I had ruined my marriage, ruined my relationship with my daughter. She told me, hey, if you ever, if you, we don't want anything to do with you while you're like this, you know, for, for obvious reasons. You know, yeah. Right. So I ended up catching three sale charges, sale of suboxone times three to a NBN agent named Jamie Johnson. Yes, folks. Jamie that's his Johnson. Real name. Yes. That's actually <laughs> Jamie. Okay. That's actually his real name. And, um, and man, you know, I ended up going up the road, gang affiliated up there, uh, thugging it out. I immediately entered into security when I got up there. Mm-hmm. And for, for the those people, of y'all that don't know what that means, would you pl- Okay, so when you're in security, when you when you go to Mississippi Department of Corrections, um, gangs run everything. everything. So when you're in security, that means that you have a number and you're on a roster that's constantly updating, updated with the gang that you're a part of. You know, and different organizations run it different ways. But what you you're either off deck or you're in security. And if you're in security, that means you're um, you're actually in the gang. You're official. You know, and you uh, and there's politics. Is this a good this thing? No. It, well, well, if you're in prison, a, it is kind of. Now, when I went up the road, since I was already affiliated from the streets, you know, it was it was like okay, whatever. I just fall in where I fall in. Yeah. You know, and when you walk through the first thing you see when you walk through the zone door is the first they got two people waiting on you and that's the first thing you're asked is hey are you this or hey are you this because depending on which one you are is where you sleep they're going to take you to where you sleep they're going to introduce you to your brothers and they're going to tell you what's going on and and how the zone is ran and uh ended up doing that but see what they don't allow you to do is get high well guess what i had a problem doing (laughs) getting high so the the gang members in the prison yeah won't allow you to get out absolutely not they don't do it because it causes conflict you can imagine the abundance of issues that it causes with other gangs okay gang members yeah. get in depth to other gang members and then there's conflicts yeah. when it's not paid it's so very it's structured no, I, okay yeah, yeah. i'm so telling it's you it's a good thing but it's not a good thing <laughs> the community of it's 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 very political yeah. in a it's way very political. it's uh i mean they have meetings i don't i mean, yeah, I mean do. it's it's very structured it's it's run like a government up and, they do and, excuse me truly but um, um anyway continue so i ended up going to prison back and forth man i ended up de- just developing this attitude in my heart man that you know <laughs> this you is had it. a heart of stone or this is it no i meant like okay like at best my life one day oh, gotcha you know, I might not have warrants one day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. that was that was the best, you know? But, uh, and I just figured my daughter would turn 18 one day and, and come and find me. I'd catch a habitual offender and be doing a life sentence. And when her mother was finally had no more say-so over her, she would come and find me, and we would have this grand unite yeah. <laughs> reunion in my yeah. addicted mind. So they ended up pushing me out the gang, ended up smashing me out. Is this by choice? This was by no. This was by. Oh, it's because you because you I couldn't stop. You couldn't high. stop getting high. That's right. So Sorry. I ended up being insecurity online. Kind of had a little bit of juice. Um, to, to um, out of security. When out of security, you're no longer a part of the gang. You know. And now he can get high all and he wants. And now I can get high all I want. So you know it was open field day. So I ended up getting in a bunch of debt. I ended up becoming what they call a catch out. And basically, you get in debt with everybody and. 
you yell, hey, 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 I got to get out of here. And they move you from zone to zone and zone to zone because you can't pay them. They're going to kill you. You don't pay them. And eventually that runs out pretty yeah. quick, you know. And at the point, at this point in my life, I'm going back and forth to prison. And I always end up getting sent back to the exact same prison. Which one was that? Area 2, Green County. Oh, Green County. Yes. Um, and man, um, that's a nightmare prison. <laughs> yes. The Thunderdomes. Yes, gangland. that's what they call it, the Thunderdome. And I could not escape it to save my life. They mm. would not send me anywhere but Area 2. Yeah. And, uh, and man, I, I, I tell you, man, I ended up getting out, and I was just, for the life of me, I could not stay out of prison. God protected me, man. It's like when I got through quick bed at CMCF, man, I, you know, there's two that I did not want to go, that nobody wants to go to. is Parchman and Grand County. I got lucky enough that I got sent to uh, Loosedale. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nice. I ain't gonna lie. It was yeah, pretty sweet. Yeah, man. <laughs> I just I couldn't, you know, they I had too many points. Yeah. They classified me too. I was young, I was affiliated, mm-hmm. I was on psych meds at the time. Mm-hmm. And they just were not they were like, okay, buddy, you're SMCI bound. Mm-hmm. So oh man. So I ended up my life was in shambles. I mean I had gotten to the point to my life to where, you know, not only had I destroyed everything God had blessed me with but I was actively pursuing more to destroy. Like I had developed this mindset of manipulation. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, if you're any kind of kind, loving, or care anything about me, I'm going to use that to my advantage to get high. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that was just my mindset. And man, um, I would see Jesus move in other people's lives. Mm -hmm. And one of these guys that I grew up with, and he's with the Lord now. His name was Paul May. They called him Paul Wall. I looked up to him the whole time I was growing up. And God ended up getting a hold of him and changing his life. And that was the first person I saw that came where I came from mm-hmm. that made me believe, you know, hey, God really does change people like me. Yeah. You know, but for the life of me, I just could not make it happen for me. So I ended up, you know, I would, I would, I practiced Catholicism. I'm like, okay, maybe the, Maybe the but Catholics got it right. It uh, I, uh, man, I went to the, you know, all of a sudden I got baptized in the Holy Ghost, and and I thought the Pentecostals had it right, and you know, and I got baptized six, seven times over, thinking that when I came up out of the water, I was gonna just not want to get high anymore, yeah. and, and that never happened, you know, and I thought something was wrong with me, mm-hmm. and what I came to realize later, did you on feel like road, unwanted by God? Yeah, and yeah. I was, I would constantly pray, and I remember there was times in my bathroom when, when my daughter was crying in the next room i'm on my knees with a spoon and a rig crying while i'm getting high i'm like god please just let this one take me out you know i can't i can't stop it and i was just like okay whatever i'm just gonna either nod off or catch a habitual and that's gonna be the end you know but god but god so COVID hit i was in florida and um that's actually where this this picture is from shout out to Escambia county <laughs> I was in Florida, man. Tell us about this picture. So this <laughs> picture jacked up, was the very last. This picture was the very last picture of that man you see right there. That is man, that man dead and buried? That man you see died with Christ. Do you know where the body is? I do not. But it's probably I know the guy that afterwards rose. Yeah. <laughs> and will rise one day. That's right. And uh, man, so I was 100 pounds soaking wet. I was staying in Scambia County. I was staying in Pensacola because that's where the heroin was. I would usually go to major cities because there's not a lot of it on the coast. There's, yeah. you know, easy to the point to where I needed it. My right. my demand, they didn't have the supply that I needed, so right. I would have to go. So 
I ended up going to Pensacola, Florida, and my my hustle was I would rob Coke machines. <laughs> We're not gonna get into like that, at gunpoint, like no. you walk up to a Coke <laughs> yeah, machine, yeah, 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 give me all the quarters, yeah, give me yeah, your yeah, Coke. Yeah, so. So I was I was the Coke machine kid. I knew a trick to to get all the money heard, out without yeah, breaking into it. I've heard about this. It. So, long story short, We're not man, teach the listeners how to yes, do this. They're yes, yes. There's um, no. So there's this uh, there's this uh, f- there's this service road. It's kind of like what we would consider frontage, frontage. road, um, with all the motels on it in Excambia County, Florida. And I had gotten away from the police there about you know two times already on foot. You know, I was wanted in Alabama. I was wanted in Louisiana. I was wanted in Mississippi. And you felt like you were unwanted by God. Yeah, and I felt like I was unwanted by God. Everybody wanted you by God. But I was honestly, you know, I was constantly talking to him, and I had just developed this idea, this crazy drug-infested idea, and I was shooting meth. I was shooting heroin. You know, heroin was my DOC, but I would shoot meth when I was dope sick just enough just, to, I did to go and, and make something happen. And yeah, usually it's a gamble because if you don't make something happen, you feel like that much worse after. Did you ever get you to know? a point where you were mixing them? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, man. I, yeah, me too. Plenty of times. And I would like be crazy, man, yeah. and twacked I, out, man. Not and, bad. I'm talking and, about the, the, you know, the thoughts that come yeah, into your mind in yeah. that state are insane. And, man, I tell you, I, uh, it was Jefferson Davis Highway, <laughs> Pensacola, it. Florida. It's right there by the mall, right off mm-hmm. the interstate. And I, I just, I was riding this bicycle, and um, from this motel, I just hit the change machine at, and I'm going to the other motel to re- meet my dope man. So I had about a point left in my pocket and a rig, and then my burglary tools, what they would have considered them as. And yeah, it was nighttime, and I seen Excambia County. You know, they got the big Tahoes with the brush guards on the front. I seen them sitting over there in the parking lot. I said, oh, man. Here we go. Here we go. And uh, I'm riding, and then all of a sudden when I'm riding, I tell you this was God, the chain breaks <laughs> on the bike. So I got to get off the bike right in front of the police that's just sitting there in the parking lot. There's lights on facing me. Um, to, to, so I start walking. When I look over, I see him because he has to go because there's curbs. Yeah. He has to go back to the road that turns on the frontage road that I'm on and, and, and come back. So. All of a sudden, I'm walking, and then I hear, and everybody knows the sound if you're listening out there. Whoop, whoop, the, whoop. The, no, 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 no. Oh. The purr of the engine oh, and the yeah. screech of the brake pads. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes, Where you sir. know, you just know in your soul that this is it. Well, yep. boys, I had a good Coming run. Coming for you. <laughs> you know? So instantly, I heard the screech, and then the only thing that I heard was, Skirt. the only thing I heard was, don't. And I guess it must have been the same officer that had been playing cat and mouse with me. Yeah. You know, because as soon as he said, don't, shoot, I took <laughs> off. Gone. You know, I took off and I ran across the highway. It's a four lane highway with a median in it. And I'm playing Frogger trying to get across. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like 100 pounds soaking wet. So by the time I made it halfway across the road, I'm out of breath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I go into this U-Haul place. I throw the needle. I throw the heroin. And, and I'm, <sighs> you know, yeah. trying to hide behind this U-Haul. Like, you didn't see me go there, and I hear, whoa, 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 whoa. you know, the police yeah. are coming, backup's coming. So he pulls in, I take off back across the same highway that I just ran across. Mm-hmm. At this point, you have to understand what's going on in my mind. I'm thinking that I'm going to prison for the rest of my life, Yeah, you know, and um, and I'd been up for, like, six days, and, I'm, you know, I know I'm going to be dope sick, and I'm just like, man, I'm not going, and I'm thinking about all the gangs that I still owe oh, in prison, yeah. You know, and I'm just thinking. And they don't forget that. You know, no, absolutely not. They There's do a, not forget there that. There is a, they keep. They, records. It's crazy. Records. They, they keep, keep records. I'm telling you, yes, it's very structured. they do. They do. And um, 
And see, I had stopped right there in the median. And man, I, um, police were coming from this way. Police were coming from the other way. And then pet cars were shoom, 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 flat passing me by. Yep. And man, at that moment, I just knew and I jumped. I jumped. Mm-hmm. That's the last thing I remember. Then I remember, sir, sir, are you allergic to anything? And somebody's cutting my shirt off of me. Uh-huh. So what had happened? The police hit me. With that vehicle? With a vehicle, the Chevy Tahoe. I that's got a mouthful of brush guard in that picture. <laughs> oh, that taste. So, yeah, it, I mean, I don't remember none of it. I remember waking up mummy-wrapped in Sacred Heart trauma unit. Let's hear, like, the, let's hear about the extents of the damage that was done to your body okay, so, and the truck. So, my in that picture right there, um, I don't know about the truck, um, but I know that in that damage right there, I was asleep. I'm in a wheelchair. You know, uh, 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 the all of my head was peeled back, oh, and wow. there was gravel and, and glass stuck in my head, mm-hmm. uh, in my nose, and in my face. Um, my whole side was scabbed up. I couldn't, I couldn't walk. Um, I don't remember that picture. I remember waking up one time um, in the trauma unit mm-hmm. to a cop saying, what's your name? And I try to give him my brother's name. And they're <laughs> like, that's not your name. What's your name? And I'm like, all right, I got some warrants. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You hit uh, me with a truck. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't remember. I would, I think I would have went for amnesia. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I was unresponsive yeah. until the lady came in, the, the nurse, and she's mm-hmm. like, well, the doctor gave you a lore set. And I'm like, well, thank hey. the Lord. And I woke up. I came alive then. So, mm-hmm. um, I get to jail, man. And, go for the judge and the judge is like oh you're the one the police ran over i'm like yeah so they end up transport me does that get me anything off my sentence yeah <laughs> so they extradited me back to mississippi i ended up going to prison um they told me they was like look and this was god looking after me my warrants they waived and diminished my warrants and in both other states they must have felt you bad know, they, they, they hit you with the truck yeah. florida florida didn't Charged me with anything. They must have felt sorry for him to that. They got hit and, by a um, And man, I, I got up the you road, man, and and, yeah. and I still was getting high. But I went back to the same exact prison. I went you to went Area to One this time. It was COVID, and I was in quarantine, mm-hmm. and I was still getting high. And that when the gangs finally figured out who I was, they were about to jump on me. But there was a high-ranking gang member at the time yeah. with a lot of contraband on the zone. Mm-hmm. And he said, nobody does anything while I have my stuff on the zone. Otherwise, there's going to be a price to pay. So that kind of saved me. So they told Can you me. explain why he? Well, see, he the gangs. If the they jumped him, they didn't want to catch the charge too, right? Well, because well, well, the thing, the thing is, been, this, um, is, is yeah. you can't okay. bring heat to the zone. <laughs> yeah. So if they would have killed me. There would have been hate on the zone. Would, they would have, canine would have had to come down yep. and stuff like that. that We're found in a quarantine stuff. zone. We're only supposed to be there two weeks, you yeah. know. But at the time, I'm by proxy, somebody else that I found got high, I would get money and get high too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I can't stop getting high. Police ain't going to help me. They walk by my rack every single day and tell me they're going to kill me. We get to area two, you're through. You know, stuff like that. And I just remember thinking, this is it. You know, the, there's no way I can talk or manipulate You're literally my a way dead man walking, and you're just yeah. counting down days until yeah. it comes. That's it. So November 12th of 2020, um, I remember. Three short years ago. Yeah. And um, I, remember, I remember sitting on my rack. I've been up for like three days. And the these this this LK and this vice lord it just came by my rack and told me look tomorrow we got the transport order we seen it in the tower you're going to area two and uh and you're through and I just remember thinking this is it and then from the very back of the zone I heard prayer call oh prayer call oh yeah I've heard that you know mm-hmm. and if for 
for the people that don't know, it's they don't let you out the building very much. Yeah. So the the believers on the zone have their own prayer circle and their own church service. And this happens every own. day at, at a and, specific and, time. And, 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 you know, I, I could speak Christianese real good. Yeah. I knew all the verses. I've been to faith-based rehabs. I've mm-hmm. probably been to every rehab there is in Mississippi, you know, and left some some girl I was planning to marry. Yeah. I seen your, see that, <laughs> that crazy name? post. That was yeah. an amazing Joker post. Joker and Harley Quinn yeah. walking out of rehab. And, man, I, um, I remember thinking. in love. You know, I was just, I, I never, I just knew that I was about to die. And I remember thinking, I never have to feel like this ever again. And I knew the verses. And at that moment, I got on my knees. Mm. And something happened inside of me. What happened, Brad? I, that was God reaching down and quickening my spirit, making me alive in him and conscious to the things of God at that very moment. Amen. You know, while I was dead in my sins and trespasses, Amen. he made me alive in him. Wow. At that very moment. And, man, I said, God, I said, look, I don't know how much time I got left. I don't know what time I got left. I don't know if it's till tomorrow. Tomorrow, you know, or in five. Whatever minutes. time I got left, I'm yours. It wasn't some exchange anymore. Yeah, it wasn't like a God. Please let them. This was you'll let bargain. them not kill me. Yeah, I'll give you my. It wasn't. Yeah, it, wasn't it wasn't even that. Wasn't That's even what I'm saying. Yeah, it wasn't that. It, and this it wasn't was a like, covenant. It wasn't you were like making. Lord, please don't let that cop pull me over. Right. You know, it wasn't. This was a, a literal covenant you were making yeah. with him. And I told him, and what I did at that very moment, I said against everything around me. I'm going to read your word, and I'm going to look for your voice in my life. And I went to that prayer call. Mm -hmm. And everything that I could possibly muster within me, I woke up, I read the word, I didn't leave my bed. And every prayer call, I would be with those believers on the zone. And, man, um, they ended up telling me, look, man, read 2 Samuel 22, which talks about God being a fortress and a deliverer and a stronghold. And it's one of the very many, many... It's also Psalm 18. It's one of the very many scriptures we have about the Lord's protection. And I was like, okay, God, I don't really see it, but you said it, I believe it, and that settles it. You Amen. Know? And throughout a series of events, man, I tell you, I ended up I ended up just seeing God's promises in the scripture come true. Those same people that told me that they were going to kill me in Greene County, I got to see give their life to Christ one by one by one right before my eyes at an altar call in Greene County. But I, God. Hold on. I, I still need, I need to know what happened the next day. The next day. Okay, because you're going to section two and you're through. Next day. Listen, I'll tell you, I would read the verses and we were only supposed to be there two weeks. I would read the verses about God, you are my stronghold, you are my refuge, you are my fortress. I would read these verses, and I would look for his voice every single day. They would call people to pack up. The very day I was called to pack up to Area 2, I said, God, I need to hear your voice today. I went, I called home on the phone. I came back to my my uh, bed, and there was this loud vice lord on his own name, Prince. And he said, he said oh, yeah, you're through today. Second, he said that they got intercoms in Area One. He said all transport orders canceled <laughs> for the day. You know, <laughs> Hallelujah! And it's the first time I ever got to experience God in a living, breathing way. His yeah. promises come true in my life. Yeah. Fast forward a little bit. A bunch of the buildings got COVID. 
So they had to wait longer. So we're on lockdown. Pretty much lockdown. transfer me. So yeah. I'm steadily growing this whole time. I'm steadily churning and okay, developing a, a relationship. So God unleashed COVID on the world to save Brad's <laughs> to, to, life. Thank yes. you, Jesus. Thank yes. you, Jesus. The sovereignty Jesus. of God. As Calvinists love wow. that. Could have left um, the rest of us alone, but appreciate that, Jesus. <laughs> and, 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 you know, man, I, um, I, ended up, I ended up going to Area 2. Mm-hmm. But by this time, I had experienced God on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. For there to be trust, right? You know, mm-hmm. so God kind of met me where I was at at that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible says that He gives every man a measure of faith. You know, so, so I ended up going to Area Two, and they're like, they line us all up in front of Tower Five before they tell you what building you're going to. And all the buildings are gangland except two buildings. That's D One and D Two. Let me guess: the old folks' home and the workers home and they said they said you you're going to alpha one you you're going to alpha two you you're going to you, you know you're going to yeah. charlie one they said hancock d2 they said d2 <laughs> I said, is that the Pray. old folks home that's the old folks home. Yes. no security no gangs prayer calls every day oh man god you know, and you're not oh, even god. supposed to be on that on that zone unless you're like 80 you know what i mean unless you're a worker unless you're you know they don't you know, they don't let you over there. That is so, a certified miracle. That is a miracle. And that I ended up getting there. And, and what's wow. crazy is, is there wild. was the workers on the zone. Yeah, me too. That's there was the workers stuff. on the zone. So I continued to seek the Lord's face every single day. I ended up being around a, a bunch of, there were seven people in our prayer call. I made yeah. the seventh person. Yeah. And it was morning time and evening time. Uh-huh. And every morning I would wake up and we would do devotion and then prayer call. Well, they said, Brad, do you want to? read a devotion on Tuesdays because everybody had their day. I'm like, man, I don't know about that, bro. <laughs> so I started off with a daily bread. You know, yeah. the daily breads. And yeah. Start off with that. And I started writing my own devotions, man. Yeah. And, um, and I, I've steadily, heard I steadily grew to know the Lord in a living, breathing way. And many, many scriptures started to come to pass, and I started to experience them in a living, breathing way. So fast forward a little bit. We ended up, uh, comes time for my parole date, you know, uh, how long were you in this. at this point? I was in, I don't know, maybe about a year. About a year? Something okay. like that. Yeah. And no, 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 no. Going probably about like eight months. Eight months. Like okay. that. Anyway, so around the time, you know, I'm seeking the Lord and diligently seeking his face, man. My friend Andy is a worker, and he's also the chaplain, uh, chaplain's worker, and he's a choir. He's part of the choir in prison. Mm-hmm. And what the choir does in Area 2, they don't have a chapel, obviously, they have a visitation room. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they have service every single day because they have to bring one building out per day. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't mix the buildings. Mm-hmm. So he knows that I knew a little bit of guitar. And he sees I'm seeking the Lord's face. And he goes, hey, man, shout out to Andy Green when, when he ever gets out, you know. Yeah. Um, You'll hear this one day. Yeah. And, and, he says, and he says, hey, man, you want to be a part of the choir? And I said, instantly, I'm like, yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Because that puts you in chapel every day. You know, that, you know I'll yeah. do what it, God, here I am. Lord's yeah. in me. Yeah. But instantly, this is what the enemy did. He says, if you go up to that visitation room, then the gangs are able to get you. Oh, now, this was before I had seen them give their life. This was before any right. of that. Yeah. Right, right. So I had a choice. I could say, okay, God, well, I can still follow you in my own little safe way, lean on my own understanding. Stay in this little stay box. Stay in this safe box. <laughs> not get out the boat like Peter. Right. You know, and it'd be perfectly, I could find all the verses in the world to justify it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Staying from all appearances of evil, God, I'm not going up there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Right. So, so man, 
I was like, you know what, God, I'll do it. And that is the altar calls that I got to see that. The Lord prepared a table for me in the presence of my enemies. That is amazing. You know what I mean? Like it's one by stuff. one. This is very you know, good stuff. So these crying. guys, these guys that just a few short months ago were threatening to yeah, kill you. These are the same people. Gave their life to Christ in, tears in front in of a, you. In a, in, a, in a plastic chair in the visitation room. Yeah, in tears. You know, gave their life to Christ. That's amazing. That's you know, another like miracle. Elijah on Mount Carmel or something. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know so, I mean, I mean, you're like, witnessing, you're literally witnessing you know, miracles, not just in your life, but in and others as well. Other so, inmates' life. I mean, literally taking place. So you place can right imagine my, my dependence on God was like. Absolutely. Come on, I'm Jesus, talking about you know your faith I mean? must have shot through the roof. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, wow, and um, man. so I ended up, you know, coming up for parole, and you gotta have a parole address to to get out, man. Mm. And um, and man, I got denied four times to every halfway house. I got denied for new ways. So we're living at the time the parole board wasn't working for Adult Mercy House Teen Challenge. Mm. Um, they weren't letting you parole straight out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I thought I thought that uh that I would have to. Um, just stay there, man. But I was like, you know what, God, you said you would provide. You said these promises in your word. You know, you said you're a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. So you said it. I believe it. I believe and it. That settles it. Sure. So, Doesn't matter how long it takes. Yeah, you know, like, I'm, okay. I'm in it, okay. Those yeah. Israelites walked around, yeah. you know, for 40 years. Yeah. You know, before yeah. they got so, to so, but, you know, I was, I'm not going to tell you guys I wasn't freaking out. Yeah, right. of course you know, not. <laughs> waiting on the Lord, you're always freaking out, but yeah. he's churning something in you. And man, he, uh, God's timing is perfect. And man, he, I tell you, I got to, somebody walked up to me and it was, you know, the, God will use evil and the unjust for his days, for, for his purposes as well, yeah. you know, because this Muslim guy comes up to me and he's from Hines County and he goes, look, he goes, why don't you try a gateway? And I'm like, I'm, you know, they give you a list yeah. of places that's pro mm-hmm. board approved. And I was like, that ain't on there. He's like, try it. You already been denied that that shit ain't doing you no good. <laughs> What's it going to hurt? <laughs> you know, yeah. So he you know, threw it away. And I'm like, okay. So I prayed and I ran out there to see the caseworker in the hall. And man, um, I said, look, I want to try for Gateway. And usually it takes about a month to hear something back. Yeah. The very next day, the very next day, they called my bed number. I go out there. Wow, dude. And they said, you got a phone interview for Gateway. And I ended up getting on the phone, and and I'm like, I'm praying. I'm practicing in the mirror because they tell you about an hour ahead of time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I got to sound like super Christian so they accept me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I got to <laughs> yeah, speak up Christianese on your again. Yeah, yeah, I got to brush up on my Christianese again. And, yeah. and man, um, I ended up going out there, and I, I heard this country voice answer the phone. Shout out to Pastor Sweet, Michael Sweet, man. And he, uh. He says, why you want to come to Gateway? <laughs> and everything that I had rehearsed went, went blank. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, I'm like, you everybody know else said no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, everybody. I want to get out. Yeah. Nobody Do wants me. Work. The games yeah. don't want yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I told him, I said, look, man, I just really love Jesus. Oh, I see what he's done in my heart. And I don't want to lose that when I get out. So I just want to be able Perfect to answer. live for Jesus. I want to know how to live for Christ out there like he's allowed me to live for him in here. Listen, for those that are listening, that this hopefully this podcast reaches the people that I want it to reach, and I pray it will, and I know it will through the Holy Spirit, because this is what it's all about. If you're lost out there in that addiction and, and that darkness, and you're being lied to by, these, by the enemy like that, this is a perfect example of, of what's in store for you through Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's it, you just said that it's the perfect answer, but in a, in a sense— it's too perfect. You know it's, what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it, unless you could have said that and not meant it, 
Yeah. And just had, the, and had the perfect yeah. answer, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that person on the other line been like, mm, nah, that's, yeah. that's too good of an answer. But you could just tell. But when you, but heart, I, yeah, when you said it, he had to have known Well, this is what he responded. It. You know, I thought he was going to, he said, you know, Pastor Sweet, his name is Michael Sweet. He was a star running back for Ole Miss. And the Lord got a hold of him. Now he works as the pastor at Gateway. And he says, mm. all I heard was a silence on the phone. And he said, well, you can definitely do that here. <laughs> and that was that. And that Hallelujah. was that. Amen. And he says, you're accepted. And I ended up rolling out to Gateway Rescue Mission. And throughout this time, man, I ended up, God. And what do you do a for a living now? Just so curious. I, I work at Gateway Rescue Mission right doing now. What? I'm the programs manager there. <laughs> um, and uh, we, uh, we full house circle. and feed the homeless. And we run a new life discipleship program. And, and that's what I, we run right now. And. So you're basically you're walking in your calling is what you're doing. Yeah. Right now. So yeah. to back up a little bit, yeah, you know, ahead, I'm man. in I'm in the program. It's a six month discipleship program. Mm -hmm. And mind you, when I got out of prison, my Greyhound home, the guy next to me had a sack full of Roxy's and a sack full of ice. Instantly, the enemy was after me. Yeah. He was your neighbor, and I fleed. I mean, the guy Norman Snow that worked for Gateway that picked me up from the Greyhound bus station right mm -hmm. there saw me in my prison clothes fly off that bus. I said, "We got to go." <laughs> he <laughs> said, "What's wrong with you?" I said, "Man, the enemy's at work." He thought I was crazy, yeah. you know. So I ended up getting there, and man, I was so because I had never made it that far. At this point in time, I'm a year sober. I'm a year walking with the Lord, you know, and I've never in my life made it this far, ever. Long story short, man. Uh, um, I'm going through the program at Gateway, and man, I just want to seek him and see his face. So there's this what they call the homeless clinic across the street. The homeless the clinic. The homeless Tell clinic. Me so more. it's this trailer. <laughs> it's this trailer. You know, I'm in the program. I'm about to graduate the program, and mm -hmm. and you know, in, in the program they teach you. They're like, look, dude, just kind of chill out on the woman thing. You yeah. know what I mean? I was so that should be the last. Thing I was on your so mind. afraid of the world let alone a woman or anything like that, I was so afraid to lose what God had given me. Yeah. That year sober, this relationship. I, I was afraid I could, I, I mean, I was such a baby in Christ, I thought if I did something the wrong way, it could be all All taken away. You know what I mean? I felt at like that, that at too. At that moment, I was, yeah. the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, mm -hmm. you know. And um, so I ended up going to this homeless clinic across the street. I still had tattoos on my face then. You had tattoos I on your my face? face were my face was covered in, in uh, tattoos, man. Oh, wow. So I walk in. and I remember that. So there's this, there's this, there's this treatment guy. center. <laughs> there's this treatment center there that goes there as well because what it is is a, it's an indigent clinic for homeless people and treatment centers. People who don't have insurance, they see mm -hmm. you. And uh, it's right across the street from Gateway. And I, ended up, I ended up going across the street, and, uh, and uh, there is, and this is the moment where there's two Stories this, this, is right here. this is the meeting of the minds. The meetings okay. of the minds. So this is uh so let me Jeff, say I was a month sober. I was You were a month <laughs> sober and you were a year. Oh, and, and I, I was, was not sober. ready. I was yeah. still hot in there. Yeah. So she that. she's cat calling, I like to call it at the <laughs> yeah. at the you know, she's hey, like, Hey, what's your name? Hey boy, hey. She was coming on strong and I was sweating bullets. I was afraid of her. <laughs> I was I was so scared. I bet I'm you're still afraid I'm, of her. I'm looking at the floor and I'm just I'm just like, Man She's like, You kinda fly and he's like, You look like the devil. <laughs> yeah, 
well, I mean, she looked really good. I mean, she had like this, like the spaghetti strap on, and she was talking mm-hmm. to me, and she mm-hmm. was chopping. You and had the other picture of her where she's standing up on the bar. Yeah, That's this probably is probably what she still look like. Is that what uh, no, so she she a looked bigger. a lot better than this. I was one. a lot better. She was, like, she was a lot better. I mean, okay. I, don't, I don't think I would have because I had been back and forth to prison yeah, at that I point. So I had a little okay, bit of weight yeah, on me yeah. still. But we had kind of shook back. It wasn't like a Tales of the Crypt thing. I got you. It was okay. you know. So I, you know, I, I, I so I was like trying to keep my eyes. I'm like, I'm like, see, but keep you, heavenly things, not earthly things. You know, you were immediately attracted to him. Yeah, she was. He had all the face tattoos still. I was like, do you miss him? You missed the face. They were gone before we really got serious. So this is this is what happened. So I ended up going back there, and the nurse is checking my pulse, and she said, "Man, your blood pressure's up." I said, "I know it." So I ended up leaving. And I storm into my director and my and Pastor Sweet's office, and I'm sweating bullets. I'm like, <sighs> what's wrong? And they're like, he looked up at me just like this. He said, what's wrong with you? I said, man, I just seen a pretty woman, man. We need to pray. <laughs> he fell out laughing. He said, yeah, we need to pray. <laughs> now, before I left that clinic, before I left that clinic. Now, one of the first things that he actually just said to me was, he put his hand up. He said, I'm trying to fall in love with Jesus. As we were leaving the hey, clinic, man. as we were leaving the That's clinic, right. she was coming out. And right underneath that tree that sits right in front of me. I remember. And and she says, and she was like, at me on Facebook, da da da. She's coming on real strong. She, Mm -hmm. while I was visiting the doctor, Mm -hmm. she had taken a index card and wrote and drew me a flower and wrote, you know, her contact information on and handed it to me like a business card or something <laughs> all the way out. She's like, here, you know, and I'm like, that is so, sweet. so, so I've run in, you know, I've run, and I tell her, I said, look, convictions hit me. Cause like, man, man, she's pretty, she's beautiful. You know, but I'm like, God, you know, I don't, I don't, I know this is, this is, you know, and you didn't know ready. the Lord was showing you something at the time. Did I didn't she? know it, but this yeah. is what I told her word for word. I said, look, away. I said, I said, Jessica, I said, you're a very beautiful girl, but, I'm gonna add you and let's just pray. But right now, I'm I'm trying to fall in love with Jesus. Yeah, I'm trying to fall in love with Jesus. And uh, and she so said, I don't know wait. who Jesus is, but I'll fall in love with him too if <laughs> I, I can have you. I was in treatment, but I wasn't there yet at all. Yeah. <laughs> so fast yet. fast forward a little bit, man. I ended up, you know, adding her. We flirted a little bit, and then I'd sh- I the Holy Spirit would convict me, Ghost me. You know what I mean? And I block her, and I and she would she, but she never stopped being team bradley that's right you know she she said i'll always be team bradley's but i would explain to her first i'm like look god's just telling me no right now god's just telling (laughs) me no right now so rex baker ended up taking us to to cr some some men some other guys from graduate which one um at the point shout out to the point church i'll be bridging and um and i i she ended up being at the cr too just so happened you didn't know that so happened you know and i'm like i'm like man so i go down to the altar and i heard somebody say hey look you know make a commitment for the year for the lord da 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 and i'm like okay and i'm at the point in my life to to where the first time in my life i thought that i was willing to learn from other people's mistakes because Mm -hmm. the the person that was telling me this had just come out of a toxic relationship and he's like this is what i'm gonna do and i'm like okay well i'm gonna do that too (laughs) you know so i go down there and I, i say god you know I really want, you know, I really, I really like this girl. Yeah. So if it's your will, I'll wait. Amen. And this is what I said to the Lord. And this is where I messed up. And those for you, all of you out there listening, you know, um, go slow, man. Yeah. Trust and wait on the Lord. Uh, because 
it's not our time and it's his time. And if we don't wait on his time and he will make sure that you know it. <laughs> and Brad, I, so, can, I can tell that you were just full on obedient yeah. to his voice. And so I was, and then I, so my flesh got the best of me mm-hmm. and, um, I ended up getting into a, trying to jump in. I'm like, Oh, I used all these verses to justify it. I'm like, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Yeah. Da, da, da. So I ended up getting into a relationship, not, with her i ended up getting a relationship with another one and in this during this time the lord had used both this this relationship we were in um it was it wasn't toxic in a way to where we were both getting high Mm -hmm. but it was toxic in a way because we were both still broken people i was a broken person and i didn't know how to treat a woman and and long story short it didn't work out Mm -hmm. and i went through and it really revealed a lot to me about myself Mm-hmm. It revealed to me that I wasn't ready for a woman. Mm-hmm. I cared about the opinions of others way more than I cared about anything to the point to where I would, I would lie. I would, you know, and, and, and all this crazy stuff, man. And, um, and it, I ended up, God's got to do a lot more in me. So we ended up ending it, ended up waiting a little bit. And, you know, I, I truly feel, I truly feel that, that God was like, okay, well you prayed for this one. So this is the one this is the one that I'm going to send you. And that's the one I want. You told me you were going to wait. So this is, this is what you get. You know what I mean? There isn't like a, we don't do the receipt thing here. We don't do the three returns. You know, (laughs) this isn't the way this works. So, uh, all right. So we're at, um, at this point we're, uh, we just broke up from our first relationship since you've uh, started following God and seeking God. And that didn't work out. That didn't work out, and it revealed a lot. So the Lord started to work on me, man, and and I prayed, man, and, and God ended up, you know, uh, I gave it a shot. I gave it a shot with Jessica, and little by little. Um, How'd that start off? Uh, did uh, Okay, at this point, she's probably out of treatment, I'm sure. She's out of treatment. She's actually... She's been hanging out to Nikki Patch with Nikki Patch. Shout, Shout out, out sister to Nikki, Nikki Patch, and we love and, you, know, you so Nikki much, Patchen and I miss her. Nikki Patch has always been pro- me and Jessica. Always team team you know, Hancock. Yeah. All the way. They, she was like, you need to give her a shot. Da, yeah. da, da, da. You know, so I'm like, so I decided to go ahead. Big shout and, out to Saving and, Grace. And, and, all um, and to be honest, and I'll tell you this, I, when I gave it a shot, I was, I was half heartbroken mm-hmm. still. And I didn't know what I was doing at the time. Mm-hmm. But what I did do was listen to the one who did. Which is? Jesus. Oh, I know that guy. And, 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 to the best of my ability, being still a broken man and still not knowing what I'm doing, mm-hmm. I realized this. The previous relationship, we broke up, and she told me, this was the words she told me. She said, she said, we have to break away from each other. That way we can grow. And my response to that was this. My response to was, if we have to be separated for us to grow and we cannot grow together, mm-hmm. we don't need to be together. Because that just means us being together stunts our growth. Amen. You that's, understand that, what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, that's good stuff. We need that's to good. be able to grow in Christ together. So so basically, when me and Jessica got together, we started dating and stuff. And, um, Where was your first date? Well, we took her uh, to Gina Benna's, yeah. I love that Shout place. out to Aubrey Shout Bridgen. out to Jenna Shout out to Bridgen. Aubrey because uh, that was my, my ace up my sleeve yeah. because <laughs> Aubrey took me there, and it's like yeah. the only nice kind of restaurant yeah. I knew. That was the first and, place uh, that— uh, At this delicious. time, I was working in the in the, in the 
KitchenAid Gateway, I think mm-hmm. I was. And um, I didn't make a lot of money, but so I was like, man, I'm going to take her out somewhere nice. And- <laughs> Aubrey and Randy have taken me there three times. It's the only yeah. three times I've been. And uh, it, every time it's been after like a jail ministry thing. Yeah. And I love it. That yeah, place it's is really, awesome. It's really, it's Shout really, out so, to Jenna Bennett. So we ended up, we ended up uh, going there and we ended up taking it slow, man. And, um, and slowly God started to do not only work on me, but work on her as well. I got mm-hmm. to see God move in her life and in my life and 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 let me tell you guys a marriage and this is what this is what Aubrey Pridgen told me and it made so much sense at the time and at the first it offended me but this was during the the the, that toxic relationship I was telling you about he told me this he said Brad he said you ain't even got a car you ain't got a license He said, what do you man, have to offer? he says, you're still kind of on some little boy yeah. stuff. You know, you, you have to realize that you need to be a man, a man that a woman wants, a man yeah. that a woman needs, you know? And, and at first I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I am a man. Pride. Yeah, I am a man. But I realized a lot about myself. So, um, he was the, basically telling you that you had some growing, still I had, had some, some growing, growing to, to do. do, you know? Yeah. So, so I ended up, I ended up, you know, getting with her and we were able to grow in the Lord together. Now I'll tell you this. It wasn't, it wasn't, um, we've had some fights. No. We've had some, we've had some, I, you know, cause you gotta think I'm like a Pharisee. Lord's working on her. You know, I've had my Pharisee moments where I'm like, thus saith the Lord to mm-hmm. where, you know, it's, I, I mean, I've been judgmental, mm-hmm. you know, but slowly along the way, God's able to remove pride from me, mm-hmm. remove some things from her life and be able to meet us together and grow in Christ together as a kingdom. Couple. And what we've, and we've learned a lot together. We've been able to grow together. If, if, if there's one thing that I can say that God has done in our marriage is this, is that we're able to come across a problem and no matter what, no matter what we are committed to one another, mm-hmm. we're married and whether we like it or don't like it, whether we love each other that day or don't love each other that day, we're married, we're committed and we're one body in christ amen amen let me just say this too so at that same time i get out of friendship i didn't have that uh instant instant like thing with god like i i Mm. went through treatment i got sober Mm. i'm doing aa and na i go back to celebrate recovery because i had done it many years ago with miss debbie um so the day i get out of treatment i went celebrate recovery that monday Mm -hmm. and i stick it out and at the time i was um Working at, well, living uh, at a sober living house as the house manager mm-hmm. uh, at the Fondren Sober Living Houses with Jason McCarty. I was mm-hmm. his first house manager for his first women's house. Mm-hmm. And I was working at Tommy's Trading Post. And I remember driving my Yukon to work. Like, I remember praying out loud, like, God, show me how to surrender more. Mm-hmm. Because at that time, I was still listening to Moneybag. I was still listening to that music. Mm-hmm. And I was still living there. It's the worldly stuff. You're yeah. still, you know, and trying I, to hang I, on to that world. So, you know. uh, but now, I, when I came out of treatment, I instantly linked back up with some friends that were sober, mm-hmm. that I knew in addiction, mm-hmm. that were on, our, on that path with God. Mm-hmm. And that would be Nikki and Brandy. Those mm-hmm. are my accountability partners. Brandy and Jones. Brandy Jones Sweet and Nikki Patchens. Big shout-outs to my baby uh, sister. Nikki, at the time, had just got out of Saving Grace. So mm-hmm. she was there. You know what I'm saying? That was my, that's my uh, prayer warrior. Yeah. And I... Um, when I prayed that prayer to God, like, show me how to surrender, that's when God put it on my heart, like, stop listening to what you're listening to. Yeah. You know, stop mm-hmm. doing that. Um, it's very important what you let into your ears and your eyes really affects your Holy Spirit. It can it uh, grieves the Holy yeah. Spirit. Yeah. So I slowly surrendered. Um, 
And it was just, it was a work in me. And, um, you know, I'm not going to say it was easy because I, you know, I was so addicted to the streets just as yeah. much as anything. But um, so when I first got a treatment, I was still sending cash apps to people, answering jail phone calls, doing this and that. And when my and Bradley's relationship had kind of started, I was like, he was like, you know, you're going to have to, if we're going to go any further, you're going to gonna have to cut that, cut that, that stuff out. Yeah. yeah. I know. So, I mean, there is some scripture to back that up where a husband leads his wife. household, yeah. 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 Um, you know, um, I am not going to try to. Yeah, it's, it just says that the man's the priest of the household. Right. And, he's, and you know, it's, it's for me and my house, he's, we should so serve the Lord. And, yeah. You know, there's this thing. And, and that's that's what God was able to show me how to be merciful and not judgmental yeah. while he was working on her. And there were some things that I had to give up. And, you know, I'll tell for you sure. this. This is how you know Christ's love. Because it's Christ's love is supposed to change you. Mm -hmm. So the way you're able to recognize Christ's love in a situation is if whatever that love is in that situation is changing you. Mm -hmm. And that love that we had for one another was changing each other. Man, that's You understand beautiful. what I'm saying? Uh, so yeah, we were man. able to recognize God working in that situation. So that kind of confirmed it. I'm like, okay, God. And let me tell you, you guys, man, um, anybody out there that's listening, that's dealing with a relationship or whatever, man, just because it goes south doesn't mean it isn't God's will. Right. Just because it goes south, you, you're going to have days to work. If, if you have built this relationship on emotions, you have built it on the wrong thing. Yeah. If you've built it on Christ, you've built it on the right thing. And, man, I tell you, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a struggle. Yeah. It's a struggle. And look, I'm 46 years old. I've never been married, man. I just pray yeah. that, you know, if I, if and ever I do get married, I hope it's, you know, just like yeah. what y'all got. Because y'all definitely a <laughs> kingdom couple. And I'm talking about very much in love. And every time I see y'all out, and you know, we're very close. Yeah. You, you and I and, and Jessica, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. Y'all yeah. part of my tribe. Yeah. And um, I, I love y'all dearly. But when I see y'all out in public and when I see y'all at our events and when I see y'all at CRs and stuff, yeah. man, y'all just... When y'all walk in, y'all bring that light of Jesus with y'all. And when y'all are separate, y'all still have that light. But when y'all are together, it's just beaming. And, um, you know, I catch myself, you know, looking over at y'all, praising together and praying yeah. together just like the other night and it's and, and tears and, you yeah. know, and it's beautiful. I mean, that's, that, that is what God had intended for us to have in a marriage, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah, and this is another one of those stories where, like, so many people out there, which I, I think this is kind of one of the big big takeaways for the Black Sheep podcast um, as a whole, is there's so many people out there that, that, that feel like, well, I've done this and I've done that and God can't use me. And all of us Black Sheep are just living proof that it doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done. You know, and if you don't, I mean, you yes, okay. We can read the Bible. We can look at the, the disciples. They were not the bestest of guys, you know yeah. what I mean? And um, oh, Jesus hung out with the thugs. Exactly. Bro. <laughs> that's it, man. So that's so. What I'm saying is, like, he chose those, but like, it's it's easy to read the that book, quote unquote, yeah. book, and be like, yeah. okay. But hearing stories like y'all is living proof that God will use anybody. Yeah. Yeah, and I just love it when when uh when it comes through like this because like God literally recruits from the pit. He does. Let me say this. So, my first God, like, aha moment being sober. Okay, so. Aha moment. Aha moment. You know what I'm saying? That God wink moment. Uh, yes. I had eight misdemeanors piled up on me in Hines County. And me and Brad were just dating. But he went to the 
court with me, mm-hmm. and I was probably a year sober. I was the house manager at the sober living. Mm-hmm. I was going to AA and NA meetings mm-hmm. in CR. I had paid a thousand dollars for a lawyer. The lawyer, lawyer had COVID. <laughs> so I took an email up there, printed off, said, "Hey, my lawyer has COVID. Can you reschedule me?" The judge in Hines County looked at me and said, "We're going to continue without your lawyer present. Raise your right hand." I was like, "Oh man!" Dun dun dun. Is this Judge Reynolds by chance? I don't remember. It was an older it's not, white gentleman I speak to in Hines County. Judge Reynolds every single day. It was an older white man in <laughs> Hines do. County. Um, uh, misdemeanors, eight misdemeanors. Uh, not no simple eight minutes. I mean, it was like trespassing, stolen vehicle yeah. times three. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, anyway, so I raised my right hand. He was like, he looked at me. He said, "How long have you been sober?" I was like, "A year." He said, "What are you doing?" I said, "House manager." He said, "What meetings you go to?" I was like, "I listed all the meetings I go to." He said, "In my courtroom, I feel like you should be rewarded for turning your life around and staying sober." <laughs> and he threw out. Every one of those charges. I can almost one hundred percent guarantee you that that was Judge Reynolds. He threw out eight yeah. of them. Yeah, and and God's moving. Bra- I look back at Brad on the on the on the pew on the. Uh, yeah, that's definitely God. Yeah. The courthouse. On the pew. <laughs> on the pew. On the, <laughs> they got pews in court. No, yeah. you know, I look back and I'm like. So that that's a big. That was that was the moment. Yeah, that was the moment I love those man. Those God winks that. It, you know, little and big. I, I, I notice them all the time. Not I, just I in my some, life, but in other people's. I still have uh, two right now. I still have two pending felonies in Hines County mm-hmm. for the stolen vehicle and stuff. Mm-hmm. The last continuance on the court date was not this past November, but the November before. Mm-hmm. So it's been over a year now. There's no court date in the system. The charges are still there, but there's Nothing no court God. date in the system. Nothing but God. Nothing but God. And see, you know what I'm and, saying? And, and, mm-hmm. and we've had... We've had I can tell you, we've we've seen God has allowed us to see days that we never thought we. Would I see. never you thought know, I'd like, be like where I'm at now, working at a treatment center too. We, where do you work? I work at Defining Wellness. What do you do there? I'm a client support specialist. All right, so between the two of you, you work at Gateway and you work at Defining Wellness. I bet y'all see miracles happen every day we with do. people. We, we do. get to see guys. I, you know, I come. She serves the lofty, and I serve the lowly. Is what I get to call. <laughs> see her That's rehab. Awesome. Her her, her that, rehab yeah. costs thirty two thousand like, dollars a month, and my rehab. I'm I'm it's lucky like if the guys sitting right here. here. You know, like yeah. yin and yang. But but, uh, but I love it there. Yeah. yeah, she uh, you know, like I said, man. Uh, both of us, we, we both work in tree, man. We get to see God allows us to see lives changed, mm-hmm. and you know we both are attending Bellhaven University right now. What are you going for? I am going for. Uh, I'm about to graduate. Um, actually, with an associates in biblical studies, Amen. and and um continue on to psychology with Christian concentration. That's the goal. Yeah, that's that's the goal. Maybe I'm I'm de- debating on whether I, I think the Lord's been really landed on my heart to uh, continue in theology because. Mm-hmm. At, You're so good at it. I want, I, you know, I, I really, I really want to go to RTS, Reformed Theological Seminary. Um, a lot of my buddies went there, and it's just kind of a dream. But you, you only go there for a master. So I'm hoping the Lord, well, I'm praising Man, and believing for it. If, so if, if if any of my listeners, if you get an opportunity to see uh, my brother Brad do a yeah. devotion anywhere or preach, or any, it is definitely worth it. Uh, that boy brings the fire with him. I'm telling <laughs> you, and it's amazing to watch and, him. You know. Yeah, and man, she uh, you know, she gets to see lives change. And actually, here recently. Okay, so yeah, here recently. So I've been there seven months mm-hmm. working. Um, usually the clients on Sundays watch uh, Pine like Lake. Pine Lake live on TV. Yeah. Um, the past two weeks, me and Brad have gone in on Sunday mornings, and Brad's done the sermon. We've done worship, and it's and it's just been so amazing. The feeling in general, it's just been so amazing. Yeah. Um. 
But we ended up. Uh, you have to talk we, to we Danny see, about You know, that. I, listen. I've seen people. I've seen people come to Gateway in broken conditions, man. And God has brought unto remembrance all the situations that I've been in. God has allowed me to be on the other side of that situation. So put to you like this: the same Green County caseworkers that I would run out into the hall to speak to are the same ones that call me every day trying to get somebody else. Wow. Out of so you got elevated. The same, the awesome. same exact ones. You know what I mean? So you got elevated to a position. Yeah. I ended up I ended up starting off in the kitchen mm-hmm. and now I ended up they ended up promoting me mm-hmm. to to program manager. And it's a crazy story about that. You know, I tell you guys, wait on the Lord, especially when it comes to your calling, because um I got offered a job uh with use for christ on mississippi gulf coast where i'm from and i thought it was of the lord i was like okay god this is what i'm gonna do and i ended up i was gonna leave gateway so the very day that i was gonna go and tell them that i was gonna leave was the very day they called me upstairs they called me before i could go up there and they said hey we're promoting you to program manager Mm -hmm. and i said well the god that's got to be you you know so you know i ended up so i ended up doing i do all the intake all the mdoc um most a lot of the classes um and stuff like that but i say all that to say this um what the enemy meant for evil in your life god meant for good amen he will turn a mess into a message and a, amen and a test into a testimony and, That's certainly and true. it sounds real cool but like you know i went from from trying to gateway ended up getting me out of mdoc now i'm getting people out of mdoc that is you know, cra- nothing but god dude. you see what i mean yeah, and yeah. and and that's that's like that's almost like Joseph, man. Yeah, yeah. So you know Joseph, you know he was yeah. a he was a prisoner, and yeah. the next thing you know, he's Pharaoh's second in command, and yeah. and man, that's just yeah, man, that's beautiful, dude. That's right. Nothing and but um, God. And man, I tell you, you know, here lately, um, we've been able to kind of combine, hopefully, combine our efforts a little bit. She's come to Gateway a couple times, and I'm um, hopefully going to be able to to do the same. Yeah. So y'all aren't man. even a power couple. Y'all are a kingdom couple. Man, that's well, what y'all we, are. We y'all are making to, kingdom moves. and We try. Yeah. We try. It's, it's Jesus. Man. It's Jesus, man. That's yeah. awesome, man. I, I, I'm just, I, one, I can't believe that we've sat here for almost two hours. I, I, I <laughs> mean, yeah. having, having this, 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 this conversation. My kids are probably out there ready to pull their hair out. But We'll definitely have to do a part two to this because I'd love to hear more stories about I'd like to bring y'all back just to hear stories of other people that y'all witnessed, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, at Gateway and at Defining Wellness. And, and uh, you know, we can do that some other time. But uh, to wrap this up, yeah. Palmer. Yeah, I, I just want to say that, um, like I said before, it's awesome to find people that have truly been in that pit, that have been elevated out of not only out of the pit, but are, are, are going back into that pit and helping people every yeah. day. It doesn't matter who you are or what you've done. God can use you and he wants to. It doesn't matter if like, you know, you could, you could be that lifer. You know, you talked yeah. about the guy that's still in, in, in prison and you know, you hope he gets out one day and, yeah. and able to do the things that he's doing in prison. Um, that might not be his, his calling, you know, might, that might not be what God has for him. But um, so I'm saying all that to just say that, you know, even if somehow, some way you're hearing this and then you end up in prison and you can still do God's work. Uh, there and that might be might be what they they want from or God wants from you, but um, you're never too far gone. Um, God is just literally a turn away. 
You know what I mean? Everybody yeah. says, you know, I ran back to God, but you don't actually have to run back to God. All you got to do is just turn right around. He's right That's there. And I'll, yeah. tell you, I'll tell you who I'm going to bring on the show, and he's watching right now. His name is David Spicer. Um, I've seen his I've seen him his testimony twice. This dude had seven consecutive life sentences that he was facing. Oh, yeah. But plus God. 30. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, plus 30. So I, um, shout out to him. I uh, saw him commenting a minute ago, but uh, I'll be talking to you about bringing you on the show, buddy. And um, any, any last thoughts, Brad, before we the yeah, recovery anything? cat? The recovery cat. Oh, okay. So uh, oh, yeah. we have a uh, a cat we need to rehome. We need to rehome this cat. This cat was found in the Gateway Rescue Mission parking lot. It's an orange kitten, tabby cat. It's Garfield. And it That's crawled out from underneath the, the gateway van. Luckily, nobody was there to crank it while covered it was there. Grease. But it was covered in grease, Poor so God. I just couldn't let it stay there. Well, he was cold. And um, he's covered in grease, about to get ran over. Kosha, and no, I know what Kosha's thinking. She's watching, too. She's like, I'm going to go get that cat. No, <laughs> no. We're going to find so out. If, 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 if anybody you know anybody's looking for a cat, a very nice cat. Uh, yeah. adopt him, rehome him, make him a forever home. <laughs> We can't keep him. He's the yeah. recovery cat. <laughs> we can't. We he's, already have three. Can't keep him. He's majestic. What's his name? Anything they Garfield. want to name him. Okay. <laughs> Garfield. Hard name Garfield. That's how he bad. doesn't even have a name Green. yet. I, I'm the same Green. way. If I Green. name it, it's mine. So, Take Jessica, the any last thoughts, sweetheart, besides the recovery cat? No. Any shout outs? Uh, shout out to my boy, Hunter Hoagie. Hoagie. <laughs> Hoagie. I love Hoagie. For, for taking God's eternal call. And um, going down to work for you, you for Christ. That's awesome. The Gulf Coast, so. um, I don't really have any shout-outs. You better uh, talk to your sister, Nikki. You know she's watching. Um, she's going to watch it. I really couldn't have made it this far without Nikki yeah. Patchens and Brandy Jones, um, for sure. Um, the Three Musketeers. We are the Three Musketeers. We In the early recovery, we were everywhere together. You name it, we were there. Um that's really about it. Uh, I graduate drug court in six months or so. so. Praise Amen. God. Well, guys, I, I know this has been a, uh, a rather long episode. <laughs> Sorry. We, we sure appreciate y'all hanging around with us. Uh, continue to show the love and support for not only the Black Sheep uh, podcast, but also Audio Alchemy. If you, if you yes. need yes. A, a podcast home, please, please contact Danny at Audio Alchemy. Uh, until next time, we love you and continue to uh, praise and worship God. Thanks for listening to The Black Sheep. Thank you.